Hello, HBAC On Air listeners. This is Lindsay Headings with Emerson coming back to you on HBAC On Air with part two from our event down at the Helix Innovation Center in Dayton, Ohio. We've got Tersh Blissett, Michael Mayberry, we've got the Tool Shed crew, Eddie McFarlane and Jerry Rollins, as well as Brian Orr from HVAC, our school, and Bill Spone and Jessica Bannister, all coming back to tell us a little bit more about the discussion that was had there, how they felt about being at the Innovation Center, and where they see the next generation of contractors, whether that be installers, women in the industry, just all things HVACR. So we're excited to hear a little bit more from them. If you are just joining listeners, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to part one. This gives you a little bit more background on the overall discussion that was had at this event and provides just a little bit more background information. So before you take a listen to this one, go listen to part one. You can find it on ac-heatingconnect.com or anywhere you download podcasts. And so with that, take a listen. Today, you're here in Dayton, Ohio. We're at the Helix Innovation Center. It's part of the Dayton University campus, and it's Emerson's building here that they've built with Dayton University. So I'd like to talk a little bit about just things that have stuck out to you while you're here and maybe how this could be something that benefits the industry as well. Okay, so should we start by saying we're sitting in a house inside of a building? Like that kind like of a real stuck house. Out, like, like, a, like a real house. house. Like we're sitting in furniture. Yeah, sitting, yeah. There's a kitchen table over there. I think I could make Sunday dinner. Um, the water does run. Things do work here, yes. Unbelievable. Like a, and they can control the weather. Yes. For the house, like the truth. We just show, think we can control from things. From minus 20 to 120 <laughs> degrees. That's amazing. That just blows my mind. And so you can test all of your equipment, all of your sensors, and know all about humidity because you did it in your house. Yep. It's just fantastic. For, for me, one of the things that stands out about Emerson, but it's epitomized mostly at the Helix, is this hunger for learning. We're not learning to prove a point. We're going, you know what would be cool? What if we took one of these things and added it to this thing? I wonder how that would be. And that's really, you know, the definition of innovation. And it's 100 years for the Copeland. And when you think of how inventiveness and innovation works, it's just on show here from the way the building's set up to the way people ask questions. I think they're really good at that and the way they think about unpacking ideas. There's just tons to learn that you can take back, you know. I guess that's something else, you know, we at Emerson, we're trying to understand if doing more of this is something that you folks in the industry think will benefit others. And if we can continue to broaden this experience, what's your opinion? Do you think that something like that's beneficial? Do you think there are other ways to do it? Free reign, open to suggestions. I, I, I think it's wonderful. I think the closer you can get to the problem that you're trying to solve, the better. And People like Eddie and I are super close to the problem. Like some, we're, we're some would dealing, say we actually we are, the, are problem. the problem, but we're like super close to. <laughs> we to used to be the, problem. the plumber or the electrician or whoever's working on the system. We're super close to that. You know, I'm reminded of that. You can't think your way out of a problem that the same thinking got you into. Like you need to learn even how to think differently. And I think for contractors, so much they're in their business every day and they're taking the same sort of acts to the same tree every day and I think coming here you know you've got professional facilitators that understand 
how to unpack an idea or to follow a thread. Just going through that experience sort of teaches you new skills that I think contractors could return back to their businesses with that sort of how to think a little bit differently about problems. And that in and of itself could give birth to you know all kinds of innovation, not just in technology, but in systems and processes, which is a lot of the time where contractors struggle because the system that got from 1 million to 3 million or one truck to three trucks isn't necessarily the same one that works well at different scales. So yeah, it's, all, it's really interesting opportunity. And I do think anytime you can step out of the familiar into an environment like this, net positive, for sure. Well, we really appreciate your feedback, and we are certainly looking forward to the huddle. Um, hey Yeah. The huddle. <laughs> the game's over there. Yeah. This is just the huddle. Now you got to go play the game. We say that every day on the tool shed. Right. Uh, well, thank you so much, guys. We appreciate you being on the show. We could not say enough good things about Emerson and their role as the stewards of the industry. It's something the team doesn't get enough recognition for, and to generously sponsor something that can go on and you know, a couple hundred thousand people have watched with no real ask, I think is really decent of Emerson. And so, <laughs> yeah, Stop. As, especially for season Stop. one. Like, you guys, we did not ask complete, him to say that. It was that. a leap no, of faith no, for but, season one. I, I, but you guys do, you sort of stay in the background and support a lot of things. And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell people to check out all the incredible apps and tools and websites that you have that you put out there just like you support your tool shed, which is all designed to help make people's day and even the calls are running easier. So we appreciate it. Yeah, when we say uh, thank you to our good friends at Emerson, We're talking about you we guys. really We're mean talking our good friends at specific, Emerson. Specifically so about you. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about it. So I, I had <laughs> you know, a little bit funny. of vision. Everybody keeps yeah. saying that. They're like, I thought it wasn't real. Or yeah, like... so, so this is a really well-kept secret or an apparent secret uh, for people. But I'm very impressed with the attention to detail that's put in with the, the different market aspects that is covered by Emerson and putting that attention to detail and putting in systems and trying to put together the components that you make into systems that are in real world applications. And I, I think one of the new taglines has something to do with solution, mm -hmm. uh, but providing solutions, solutions to problems, that kind of thing. And I think that really underscores the emphasis that you want to understand how things work in an integrated fashion, which goes back sort of to my theme is the house as a system with mechanical systems in it. Now you're looking a little bit differently, but I really uh, appreciate that holistic view on things. Well, thank you. You know, it's interesting because this is the first time we've ever had an event like this with industry really? influencers. Yeah. Wow. Talking to you guys to, okay. just to get your thoughts. And I guess the other question is, do you think this is beneficial? We're doing that from our aspect and yeah, we're trying to help the industry, but do you think more events like this where we get more people in to just talk and chat and figure out how we can better support you guys and what you need with facilities like this? Of course, I think there's a really high level of sincerity in the approach to this. You didn't just think of this overnight. You just didn't call some people at random. You really thought about what your goals were, but you let the conversation proceed organically and have some really good facilitators who can extract information from people, reflect on that, and change the course of the conversation. And it had to happen in person. It couldn't happen over Zoom or anything like that. Yeah, I think, you know, really the last year and a half has been a struggle sure. from that perspective. So that's the other thing. We thought about this two years ago, and this has really been the right. time wasn't right. So this has been the first time we've had to get everyone together in one room. Out of that, what do you think 
has been some of the most beneficial or meaningful conversations that you guys have had so far? Some of it's just been sort of the sidebar conversations where we've had the sort of the group think going on, Mm -hmm. but then you step back and you have these one-on-one conversations with people and things underscore or they resonate uh, they resonate differently and you have more time to dialogue with people. So I think that's been a really uh, great attribute to this event. Uh, what could Emerson do? And I think some of the things that are the ideas that are coming out is stick with what you do best. Don't try to become something that you're not. Talk about the products, the application of the products, and perhaps search internally for people that have that passion or that flair for communication. Maybe have like a little internal contest to see who kind of rises to the top. And don't get too heavy-handed about programming it, but let it become more natural, authentic, and genuine. Perfect. Well, thank you. We really appreciate you being on the show and your candid feedback, and we look forward to doing more work with you in the future. Thank you very much. In light of that, today we've invited you to the Helix to be part of this discussion. Huge honor. Well, we appreciate you being here for sure. What are your things of note? What do you think... It has been beneficial about this get-together. Do you think we should do more? I mean, mm, well, do you, do you think... Like, I met Becky a long time ago. <laughs> she was doing Daytona races. Yes. NASCAR. Yes. And she was doing NASCAR in Vegas at the Cobalt. Those were definitely party days. <laughs> and and I would sit in the back of the bus and just antagonize the crap out of Becky with whatever <laughs> came to mind after you know, four Bloody Marys or whatever I had for that morning and then sit in the back of the bus and just antagonize her to like, shut, she's back there, shut up, you know. And, <laughs> you know, the private booth and all the food and, oh, it was crazy. When I think back at now, it was great time, but we learned nothing, mm-hmm. right? We took away nothing other than I met some really great relationships. When they called about this and we spoke about it, it was a chance to do the things that we should have done it when we went to the races, right? learn from each other. When I found out it was going to be an influencer event and I found out the people that I was going to sit with on the panel discussion, right? Mm -hmm. I know all of them, but I don't know all of them. So I'm giving you a little signs. quotes. Yeah, quote, like I don't know all of them because I really don't. Like I know Tersh and we've been together some stuff, but we've never hung out for dinner. I've seen Bill a couple of times that we never really talked. And so once we got everybody together and we had some really great dialogue, then it was easier for me and us to sit with Emerson and say, these are the things that we recommend that you do. Podcasts are great and they should be done weekly. You should be doing podcasts weekly, minimum weekly. Yep. And the reason being is, is people listen to podcasts and technicians listen to podcasts in their vans while they're driving, right? when they're working out, you know, blah, 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 doing whatever, right? And this podcast isn't even mechanical. We haven't spoken to talk, but mostly about a, you know, a six foot four, 275 pound guy <laughs> blubbering on the, on a microphone about his dad. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> but bottom line is, is it touches people in different ways and they pull out of it. And, you know, you're going to do a front roll and probably a, a mid roll, maybe a back roll. You know, hey, this is brought to you by Emerson, the world leader in Copeland refrigeration, whatever it's going to be. And those should be done all the time. You should be doing them weekly. And you don't even have to do anything technical. Yeah. You know, you've got 100,000 techs out there and you could bring Ty down. Like we could talk, <laughs> Ty. 
today you were supposed to do smooth jazz and provide <laughs> some ice cream, but you all we got was Spotify and your iPhone. That didn't work. Like you could bring Ty, but but Ty lived in Louisiana, went to Texas A and M. Did you know that? I did know that. He's right, and so went to Texas A and M, and he's only been here at Emerson two months, and he's got a chemical, I think, a chemical engineering degree. I didn't and, know that actually. And so. He is a whole story. You've got a whole building full of people. Like, how did you end up in Emerson? You could talk about some of the takeaway things that are going on here. Like, you're leaving Emerson. Why are you leaving? You know, you're going to... What are the things that you take away from it? You could almost make a podcast about exit interviews. You guys are on a gold mine of content. So I think it should be really... It should be a weekly thing. And then you could still have... Whoever, you know, comes in, yep. hey, come in to make this the podcast room or whatever. Yep. And, you know, it should be done weekly. I think it's feedback like that that is what we need to hear because we don't know what we don't know sometimes. Um, and so... Yeah, but you're not dumb. No. Because you have this young lady doing the, the recording. <laughs> I got her to smile like three or four times. <laughs> For the folks that are listening, we have Heidi Simon who's helping us record today hey heidi shout out to heidi (laughs) hey we got Um, her to laugh the (laughs) microphone i hope picked that up that's awesome (laughs) um so yeah i think that's the biggest thing though is you know we've worked really hard to be industry stewards but now it's like how do we give back what is the appropriate way for us to do that and where should we really focus our efforts while we're still trying to do what we do as far as get the most innovative product out there for people to work on in the field. I mean, social media is great, right? You can take a picture, post it. Like I took a picture, what did I do today? I took a picture of the house that we're sitting in, right? This house. We I took a photo of two angles and I made a point to catch the ceiling way up high, you know, the, to know that the building, the house was inside. We got 5,000 views so far in four and a half hours. So I think that when you do stuff like this, it makes it brand aware mm-hmm. of Emerson. There's things that you'll need to do about separating yourself from all the, because when you go into social media, and go Emerson, there's like, boom, there's all these pages of Emerson. Right. And I think that you need to go like a, maybe do an Emerson Copeland, you know what I mean? Like, or yeah. Emerson Helix, like separate yourself from all the other Emersons around the world because nobody knows who to follow. Mm-hmm. And when you take and do that and then really focus in on the content and produce content from the heart, not the content where an engineer will, oh my God, this is great. You did a picture of a technical bulletin, right? (laughs) Well, they're not going to stop and read that technical bulletin. We like to see stuff being used. You know, we like to see stuff in use. We like to see stuff as we see it, as technicians see it. And we can relate to it. We can go, oh my gosh, I can see myself working on it. Or I didn't even know that was out there. How do I become a CO2 tech and work on transcritical systems? Like, that's crazy, right? Yeah. And that just endears us to companies like yourself that will say, well, if you come along with Emerson, we'll show you how. You know what I mean? We'll get you there. And then we love you even more. So. Well, thank you today. Thank you for being on the Didn't make you cry. No. (laughs) That's all right. You heard my whole story. It was a heartfelt story, and I think it was a good one to share. So, you know, the guys are going to listen to this and go, "Oh my God, he's a wuss." Showcasing things and showing different ways of doing things, I learned so much from other people in HVACR on social media, and then there's a bit of a support group as well. 
That's a good point. We had this event that Emerson pulled a lot of influencers together like yourself. And, you know, from your perspective, do you think that social has really helped curate the community even more? A hundred percent, for sure, for sure. But it's interesting because I find the different platforms different as well. Instagram is very encouraging and inclusive and supportive where I find Facebook is aggressive and I find people are always trying to one up you on Facebook. If you post anything on Facebook, I find people are like, oh, you're doing that wrong or where's your this or why are you doing it like that? Whereas on Instagram, even if they see something that isn't quite right, they'll comment in a way that's constructive and supportive. Hmm. So I've sort of really kind of st stayed away from Facebook because I'm not there for the negativity. I don't really care for your your negative comments. Well, and it's it's really more about sharing and kind of like understanding and creating growth for everyone. So exactly. um, even like TikTok and others, that even gets the next younger crowd in there that's yeah. doing things as well. And so I like that it's kind of all over and everybody's choosing their own way to communicate with folks. Be where the people are, you know? Exactly. Yes. And I think it's important for us to be on TikTok and to keep up on these new trendy things because that's where the kids are. And I think it's important for us to be promoting or like posting for, for kids to see because that's really the future, right? Like, And if mm -hmm. kids can see us in our jobs, they can maybe consider that as a career for them. Yeah especially with the the shortage of skilled trades individuals, whatever we can do to really promote skilled trades to students and younger students, I think makes a big difference because like you were saying, people were not promoting the trades. Like that wasn't where you were directed to go. And it's unfortunate because there are a lot of people that went into debt. And then in fact, I've talked to quite a few of them who went into debt and then changed and went into HVAC afterwards. And all of them say, like, I wish I had known this was a path when I was younger and, exactly. I, and I wouldn't have gone down the path that I did. Exactly. So. It's a very familiar story to me. Yeah. <sighs> well, but you don't, you don't know, you don't know when you're choosing that kind of career, like, well, making you know, that kind of decision. It's, yeah. Yeah, and to your point, I think the expectation for someone in high school to know anything and everything about all types of career aspects is really something that's kind of daunting and kind of unrealistic. So Absolutely. the more that we can promote the skilled trades as an option, where they are on social mm -hmm. platforms makes a big difference. Absolutely. Because there they can pay attention and they'll follow and, and interact. Exactly, exactly. So I guess my my final question is, we had that get together at the Helix and unfortunately you weren't able to be there in person. We would have loved to have had you. What are your thoughts on continuing to do activities like that? We as manufacturers want to promote ourselves in a way that supports you and what you need. And so for us, we like doing things where we get to hear more about you and your side and how you're utilizing different tools in the industry. But I'd love to hear your opinion on how more events like this, or if there are other ways that you think that we can be supporting the industry moving forward. Right. I think the event that you had is a great event. I think just like I was saying, the communities that we build on Instagram, we kind of have these regular faces and names that we converse with and form relationships with. And I think it's just so special that you get to meet them in person interact with them in person. There's the big AHR Expo in Vegas mm -hmm. next year. That's like a hot topic right now. Everyone's talking about it. And I feel like it's just going to be this 
I can't say reunion because we've never met before, but I think it's <laughs> going to be some like major reunion thing where everyone's going to get together and it's an extra level on the realness of it because we're all real people and it feels like maybe Instagram is or social media isn't totally real, but it is. Mm -hmm. There's real people behind there posting and I think getting together in person like that, I think is fantastic. You get to share ideas and, you know, challenges, tips and tricks and all of that. I think it's awesome. Yeah, that's been the interesting thing about the last two years, right, is that I think more people have formed these relationships over social and we're coming out of these strange times and everything that's been going on and we're actually going to have an event in person together. And that's so exciting to, yeah, <laughs> to see people again. It's thrilling. It's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I think keep doing what you're doing because I think it's working. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you being on the show, Jessica. We will absolutely put links to your pages so that more folks can follow you. And awesome. that we hope to have you on the show again. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I've had a great time. Awesome. Thank you. You're here today. You're in the Helix Innovation Center in Dayton, Ohio. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. <laughs> I do get confused about <laughs> I where I am. Right here, that was just really I get very confused you. sometimes. Um, so tell me about the experience that you're having. Just thoughts off the cuff where you think maybe we could utilize this to influence the industry more or aid the industry as we're building this center out and trying to be innovative and help people while they're doing their everyday jobs. Yes. All those things you just said is absolutely what you should do. Uh, it, yeah. It's, it's an really amazing, it it's, it it's a really, no, it's an amazing facility. It's, it's, I've been wanting to come here, I don't know, three or four years. I was at an Emerson event at one point and I was made aware of it. And so this is my first time being here and it really welcome, is amazing. Welcome. Uh, and I'm sitting inside the the test house in an environmental chamber where it can be made negative 20 outside of here. And from being from Florida, I think that's fake. I don't think negative 20 actually exists. Um, so yeah, it's an incredible opportunity to contribute to the industry. And I would love to see a lot more content created out of here. We were just having some conversations about this. You know, Emerson is an amazing steward of the industry and has been for as long as I know. I mean, everybody who it starts out in the trade working on Copeland compressors, you know, or, uh, you know, Emerson components. You have an affection for the brand. I have my Copeland t-shirt, my soft <laughs> Copeland t-shirt, which is literally my favorite one. You know, my wife keeps trying to steal it from me. And I'm like, you know, Do you no, need another? Is... We'll get you another. Uh, well, okay, that's fine. But then she'll just take that one. So that won't be... no, it's... no, they're great. And the point just being that to come to a place like this where there's an opportunity to, um, to see everything that's going on here and all the ideas that are generated, I think it's amazing. And in terms of how you can use it, yeah, I think you probably already have used it very well. Uh, this is just my first experience of it. I just think there's a lot more you could probably do in terms of shooting videos and making content and all that out of this space, giving more and more technicians the opportunity to basically have a, a market refrigeration setup. It's basically a grocery store inside the building. Yep. And uh, I can't tell you how many of my grocery techs um, would love to come here and just kind of play around and, and get a tour of what's going on and all that. that. That sort of stuff, I think, often ends up being given to leaders of organizations. And honestly, as much as I love it, I'm in a position now where I'm not the one who needs to be given those opportunities as much. It's those who actually are doing it day in and day out. So, you know, I would love to see folks who actually, you know, sacrifice for the trade day in and day out actually have an opportunity to come and spend some time and do some things and learn. Well, and you know, that feedback is really helpful for us as, you know, now it's kind of solidified. It's a place that we can really use. And this is the first time we've 
even gotten a small group of industry influencers together. And mm-hmm. so this is the feedback we're looking for. Like, yeah. what can we do next? What's step two? Today we're at the Helix, and we're so glad that you're here and expressing the knowledge that you have about the industry because we don't always get to see that every day. So I'd like to hear, you know, things that stood out to you, things that you think maybe are missing here, what things that we can do with this resource to encourage or help the industry even more or where you see gaps going forward and how we might be able to do our part. Gotcha. Yeah. So first off, this place is amazing. I knew it was here. James Jackson and I spoke about it. I think at the AHR Expo last year, we were talking about a house inside of a building and then controlling the atmosphere around the house. And I was like, okay, James, whatever. And then getting here and it's like, and when he said it, honestly, I was thinking a handy house, you know, like a little, like a tiny, little tiny house. I'm like, oh, cool. Like Corbett Lunsford's tiny house thing. Somebody's pool yeah. on tiny house. And you get here and it's a two-story massive house and you can control the atmosphere on the outside down to negative 20 degrees. And I was like, from Savannah, Georgia, if it ever got negative 20, <laughs> you would have some issues. Oh, we would have massive issues. But it's just awesome that we have the ability to test things through yeah. all these different atmospheres. And then, so we do a fair amount of commercial kitchens. Mm-hmm. And so to have the lab over there that is the commercial kitchen and an actual testing of having a door that's taking a long, a freezer right. door that's taking a long time to close and stuff like that. That's real world stuff that our technicians are dealing with. Like what happens whenever a customer doesn't close the freezer door all the way. And so trying to create resolutions to the type of stuff is, was just, I mean, I thought it was really a cool thing. I honestly, my opinion before coming was that engineers just set up this perfect laboratory and mm-hmm. like if it worked in that laboratory, they just shipped it out <laughs> and there was no real world testing involved. I mean, obviously there, I feel like there's testing, but, yeah, but it's not to the extent that like, yes, they actually leave the doors open. So now what's going to happen and that type of thing. So I thought it was a really cool thing. Well, we appreciate your feedback. That's kind of what we're trying to do is just what you guys are seeing. How does that work when we change things up a little bit? So that way we're providing what we can to the industry. Do you think that there are other areas? I mean, we have this great facility. Do you think there's other areas where manufacturers like us really need to be stepping up to show that we're helping the industry or help the industry be more innovative or, you know, get the folks that are really dealing with those everyday problems yeah. like this? I think it's I think the resources. What you, yeah, need. what you're doing is it, what Emerson is doing in general is amazing to step up. Even with social media, there's a lot of stuff like this house like that laboratory stuff that I didn't know about and Mm -hmm. I'm on social media pretty actively and so to know that it's here to know that it's happening and also to become an educational resource Mm -hmm. to the technicians so like my my service experts they they'll ask me questions and most of the times I have to direct them towards Brian Orr's podcast you know the HVAC school podcast or something to that extent and so for there to be a resource out there that is easy to digest and it's not super technical mm-hmm. because it's very easy for me, like with an engineering background, I can, I can nerd out on some stuff mm-hmm. and I understand the content completely, <laughs> but then whenever I try to, engineers, <laughs> yeah, <we> <laughs> so trying to explain that to my, my service experts, sometimes they're like, uh, Tersh, you're going to have to, uh, 
tell somebody else and they can tell me because <laughs> I still don't understand what you're saying. And so to have resources that are easily explained to technicians, I think is, is a great, um, I mean, it's, it's a gap that's there now. Uh, Brian's working diligently to help fill that gap a little mm-hmm. bit. But I think that having manufacturers like Emerson also helping and working with uh, different social media influencers, that's going to be a game changer for sure. So that there's almost this pool of resources. I don't know. You would go to trainings at your supply house or your vendors, Uh but those are like fading away. Like they're just not as prevalent as they were 10 years ago. Do you think that it's doing that because things are moving more social or do you think... My guess is that, you know, the current environment with more work from home with right. like all that is probably aiding and accelerating Oh, yeah, absolutely. That. Like a lot of our supply houses, their vendors, they just completely canceled all of their training events. Wow. Or they would do training events through webinars, mm-hmm. which are great if you have the personality type to where you can pay attention to a webinar. But if you're at your house and you're distracted, if you have children and they're running around, yeah. like it can be an easy distraction for webinars in, in general. But... And then a lot of people literally, whenever they need something, like my service experts do this all the time and they tell me and they say, you know, I couldn't remember how this compressor was wired up. So I just Googled it or I YouTubed it or something like that. And so then they're trying to find instant information versus Mm -hmm. like relying on, you know, going to a class and keeping the booklet. I mean, when I was in a van, I mean, it was a little while ago, but when I was in a van, I would keep all the brochures oh in a little bio cabinet <laughs> next to me in my center. In the center of it. Oh, yeah. I would pull it out. But back then, we had those Nextel or whatever touch-to-talk phones. So yep. we didn't really even have smartphones at that time. So <laughs> that was my that was my Google back then. Uh, but to your point, things are changing very quickly. I think we've attempted to really kind of up our game with things like Copeland Mobile and making mm-hmm. sure that application engineering bulletins are easily available and you know, trying to make sure we get the technical experts available, but it could be day or night that they're looking for that information and they're looking for it real time. Mm-hmm. So all of that's really helpful for us as we're trying to figure out where we want to go next. Yeah. The mobile apps in general, they're amazing because if when we're doing, we, we do like commercial and residential and in the light commercial sector of things, it could be midnight or one o'clock in the morning when there's an emergency because mm-hmm. of compre- or condensing units down or walking freezers down. And so, you know, we have a guy on a roof and in the dark. It's, it's done in the dark. <laughs> and if they're calling me, there's a strong possibility they're not going to get me on the phone at one o'clock in the morning. But if they need a resource, you know, being able to use the app and say, oh, well, here's the wiring schematic because, you know, the wiring schematic on that unit is just completely sun faded or, or whatever. And, right. and be able to have something to where you have guidance uh, when you when you are lost, you're not there by yourself on the roof anymore. You know, yep. you have something there helping you. Yeah. Well, to wrap things up, you know, we really appreciate you being on the show, Ter. It's my pleasure. Don't worry, listeners. We will connect you to his podcast as well. We will have all of that readily available for you. We hope you enjoyed our conversations with all of these individuals as much as we did. It was some great feedback. And till next time, listeners, you can find us at ac-heatingconnect.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Copeland Scroll or on LinkedIn at Copeland. Thanks again.